want to welcome all the other that are watching us on uh, live stream and every available voice around the world. Welcome. Welcome. Um, the last couple of weeks, I've been on a, I've been on a series. Um, did you get the email that I sent you from, from Creflo Dollar? If you watch that, it'll change your life. If you don't have my email address, um, write on a piece of paper and, and give it to an usher and they'll get it to me and I'll send it to you. And as of around 12 o'clock, when you get home, there's going to be something, another one there. And it's, it's, this one is called a call to servanthood and it's, it'll change your, it changed me. I'm sitting up there watching it while I'm on elliptical yesterday and I'm like, I'm thinking, oh my, hopefully nobody's watching me, but this is, I'm telling you, it'll change you. Both of these videos will change your life if you apply them, if you apply them. So, um, okay. Bedrock truths. God cannot lie. Number two, his word is true. We can trust him. We can trust him today and every day. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as he is, so are we, right? That's good to know. So uh, just uh, a little bit of review. I talked about um, being blessed. Um, I said, be blessed, you favorite of the Lord. And that is you. And what we're doing is setting a foundation so that way you can springboard from this. And and I didn't realize that this is turning into a series, but it is. Um, in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 28, 6, in New Living, it says, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. Know that. Where, come on now. Wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed. Deuteronomy 30, verse 9, it says, the Lord your God will make you successful in everything you do. When you get your mind renewed to that, knowing that he's going to, everything you do, expect success. Marion, my goodness. God said, write a book. And now she's got books. Right? Why? Because everything she does is a success. Right? Genesis 24.1, it says, Abraham was now a very old man. The Lord blessed him in every way. God wants to bless you in every way. Psalms 5, verse 11. For you, Lord, will bless the righteous with favor will you surround them as with a shield. <laughs> it says, then we said, thank God for his blessing. Thank God for his favor, for we have them both. We have his blessing. We have his favor. So we said, we are presently blessed and we are permanently blessed. It's one thing to be blessed you know, presently blessed in your situation, but tomorrow realize that you're going to be blessed. The day after that, next year, you're blessed. Why? You set a target. And your faith is going to hit that target and then it's going to supersede it. And Biggie, you think, he said, you think that's big? Do you really think you're thinking is big? Get your dreams up and wild. Wild. Come on. And, it's, and then we close it with, uh, when the blessing of God and the favor of God is upon us, uh, we are now superior to our circumstances. Why? We can speak to our circumstances and change things. Why? The blessing is on us. Favor is on us everywhere we go. And then on Thursday, we talked about going to a new level. Why? Because God's mind is on increase. You can't, you can't go to a new level until you've got your bedrock truths and know that the fact that you're blessed, you're highly favored of the Lord. Know that, right? 
God's mind is on increase, and he wants to increase us, and he uses people to do it. He does. Being faithful where you are is the key to getting to the next level. Right? And if you, you know, if get, the, get the, well, you can go on uh, YouTube and watch it. Um, for what God has for you is so big that you need to be faithful where you are, and he'll bring you to your next level. Saul was faithful where he was to look for his donkeys. He ended up becoming a king. Right? David looked after the, don- uh, after the sheep, and he became king. Although, um, he became a future king, although his, <laughs> I like this, his present full-time job was tending sheep. But he was called to be a king. Yeah, but I'm tending sheep. Yeah, but I'm calling you a king. Yeah, but I'm tending sheep. I'm, <clears throat> listen to me. You're a king. You're a queen. <clears throat> so God's vision for you is not determined by your, your current circumstances. And so uh, learn to embrace a mundane routine of dailiness of daily. Oh, here we go again. Come on. It's like this last year, I felt like it's been, I've been telling people it's been like a Groundhog Day. Second verse, same as the first. What are you going to do today? Same thing we did yesterday. We're going to do tomorrow. Same thing we did today. Plan to take over the world. Amen. Thank you in the brain. Okay, so anyways, um, anybody that's got kids would know, or teenagers. Ones that were in my youth group, we, uh, we tore Pinky up. <laughs> I guess we did, James. Man, we were always watching Pinky in the brain. <laughs> we're going to plan to take over the world, James. <laughs> Anyways, so 1 <first> Samuel. <laughs> you got to watch it. <clears throat> okay. So in 1 Samuel chapter 10, uh, verse 1, we're still in review. It said that Samuel took a flask of olive oil and he poured it over Saul's head. Everything starts with the anointing. And he kissed Saul and said, I'm doing this because the Lord has appointed you to be the ruler over Israel, his special possession. God has anointed us to be his special possession. And with that anointing came, we, we, we found out that it came supernatural restoration. What was lost was now found. Supernatural progress, you will move ahead. That anointing will push you ahead. And even though you don't even know it, all you're doing is just doing what you regularly do. Just doing your dailiness of daily. I remember my dad, he was, uh, uh, my father was the second black firefighter in Nova Scotia. And when they opened up um, at the Black Cultural Center, they um, did this thing called um, the Wall of Flame. And it's all, and it highlights all the firefighters and, and um, his pictures there. And I, I was able to um, induct him into that because he passed, right? And, and I said, I said this, that my dad didn't know that he was creating history. All he was doing is just doing his job. When you do your job and you do your job well, you don't know how much history that you're creating, but you are. People are watching you. Especially if you, you know, if you profess to be a Christian, they're really watching you, especially when the stuff hits the fan. What are you going to do now, Christian? <laughs> this is what we're going to do. We're going to laugh. We're going to get happy. Amen? So supernatural progress to move ahead. Supernatural favor. People that you don't know are just going to come up and say, I don't know why I'm doing this. Here. <laughs> Take this $100 bill. <laughs> okay. 
supernatural power to change. And, and in 1 Samuel 10, verse 6, it says, The Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. You shall prophesy with them, and you'll be turned into another person. See, when the anointing comes on you, it changes you. Things that you used to do, you just don't do anymore. And, and it's not a thing of, oh, I got I this whole list of do's and don'ts. No, I got a whole list of want to's. Right? I can smoke all the dope I want. I can drink all the liquor I want, but I don't want to. It's not in me. Right? It's like, well, why don't you run your head into the wall? I don't want to. Right? He changed me. I didn't change. I couldn't change me. If I want to change me, I would have did that years and years and years ago before I got saved. No. I wanted to be a big rock star. Praise the Lord. In Isaiah 60, verse 1, it says, Rise and shine, for your light has come. The glory of the Lord has risen up on you, and it's risen up on us now. It is. This is why we're doing what we do. This church started with, um, um, I think it was like nine people. Glory to God. The pastor had to wait for the praise and worship team to get done playing so he had somebody to preach to. Seriously. <laughs> And now we've got teams, we've got department heads, we have elders. You know what our first elders meeting? I looked at the notes, I had them from way back when. Our first elders meeting, we had this faith list. And um, on the top of our faith list, microwave oven. You got to start somewhere. We had none. <laughs> <laughs> now we're believing God for a building. Same faith, same God. He said, dream big, go wild. So let's go wild, shall we? Woo! It's going to be wild. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. Um, so in 1 Samuel 7, uh, 10, 7, it says, let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. When these signs are come unto you, that you do as occasions serve you, for God is with you. I love King James. King James. Uh, New Living says, after these signs take place, do what must be done, for God is with you. Just do it. Just do it. In Philippians 2.13, it says, uh, New Living, God is working in you, and he's given you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. He's given it to you. You can't work it up. If God doesn't give it to you, you're not going to have it. But he gave it to you. <laughs> and Romans 8.37 in the complete Jewish Bible. It's so good. It says, knowing all these things, we are super conquerors through the one who loved us. Knowing that God loves you automatically puts you as a super conqueror. King James says that you're more than a conqueror. But I like super conqueror because it's a biggie sized, right? I mean, it's so huge. T.D. Jake said, God is not going to promote you because you have a dream. He's going to promote you because you've maximized where you are. So now you're ready to go to the next level. Maximize, being faithful where you are will move you to your next level. <laughs> Come on, I'm preaching to me. I've done this. And that's why, like, when I was talking um, for the, the video that you get into this afternoon, um, he's talking about servanthood and how he served. 
the church and as he served, the higher he got. But he wasn't looking to get higher. He was just looking to serve. And his servanthood pushed him to the front. You're, come on, I'm up here. I just wanted to play drums. But then it was like, okay, well, you know, God put me together with Pastor Gary, and we just started, um, it was like David and Jonathan, and we were always together. And, and it was like, okay, so what do you need? What do you want? What do you got? What needs to be done? Well, um, bulletins. Sure, I'll type them. <laughs> On a typewriter. Two fingers. Well, come on, we're going back like, (laughs) we are going back 30 years. Then Larry Warnell, he was the youth pastor back then with the Josiah Youth Commission. And I said, okay, well, he needs some help. I said, Larry, I don't want your job. I told him, I said, every time I told, every time I ran into him, I don't want your job. And he said, okay. And uh, so I helped him. And um, then he, they, they, him and Dana moved out west. And I used to go to Burnside to find a place to pray in one of those parks, because there's all kinds of places to pray in the, in the parking lots over there. So I just go and pray in the morning. And I'm kind of whining to God. God, um, Larry is, uh, he's going to west, man. I told him, and I'm telling you, I don't want this. You can't tell God what you want and what you don't want. Remember George Moss said, I don't do India? He was there in three weeks. Yeah, you don't tell God. You... <laughs> and so I was just praying in this little voice. I said, who's going to take over this job, man? I don't want it. He said, you do it. See, when God tells you to do something, there's an anointing to do it, to get it done. And, you know, so, uh, yeah, I did that. And I did, what, three or four tours of duty with that back and forth, and, and it was a blast, and, you know, I have, uh, number one, uno son in the faith, still here after all those years, and <laughs> remember, remember our van, vans, you know, I, I, burn, I went through, how many, how many vans did we burn through? Three, three. We would load that thing up. I had, like, we had four kids in our family. And then we would pick up James. He was living on Sinclair Street. And then we had the Lehmans and the Terrios, Mike Terrio. So (laughs) Mike and Mike both weighed over 300 pounds. So I had them one over each tire in the back, right? (laughs) Had James... Aaron and the kids in the middle, right? We never got stuck in the wind. <laughs> we never got stuck. <laughs> but we, we went through a bunch of, <laughs> we burned out some engines. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Glory to God. We were, we were hauling some beef. <laughs> but it was a rush. We had so much fun. Then the person doing the finances left. I said, I'll do it. There's an anointing for that. Because if you looked at my transcripts, um, no. 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 Hard no. No. Um, 
my, my average was like 55 in math because I had a 90 in party. Just saying. <laughs> and it was just before math, so it's a little cloudy. Praise the Lord. But then I was able to do, um, I, I was able to do the finances here. There was two computer programs, which I didn't know nothing about computer. Here's the thing. Um, I knew nothing about a computer. I could turn one on, but I didn't know how to shut it off because I could push the button, right? So um, we, we sowed a seed, and I still have this to Kenneth Copeland Ministries back in 1998, and it was we were believing God that I would become full-time in this place. And it happened. And, and uh, we sowed the seed for that. As I was a youth pastor over in uh, Dartmouth, they had a, a computer course that was free. So I learned how to do the computer. I learned computer. See, everything you need will be supplied for you. Right? So then here I am. I'm working on two finance um, Two different finance programs that I had to keep balanced. Then we had ledgers, one for each account. Back then, we had about 11 accounts. Then I had to keep in our checkbook the running balance of all of these accounts. While I'm doing my job as a youth pastor, I became an elder glory to God and everything else that needed to be done. Cause whenever pastor said, I think we should do something. I was, we all the time, but see when you're faithful and, and obedient, you eat the good of the land, right? So here we are doing this stuff. And then pastor said one day, um, why don't you buy a house up by where we are? They bought because they, they built a house in Lawrencetown. And um, pfft, I don't even know why I'm going through all this, but I'm just following it. Um, so he said, uh, um, at that time, we were just, <laughs> I got us into financial trouble before we, <laughs> before we came to the church because I was sin on a stick. I was messed up. Anyways, um, we went on OPD, which is orderly payment of debt, step before going bankrupt. And um, they said, you cannot, you will not have any good credit for seven years. Well, this is three years into this thing, maybe four, was it three or four? One of the two. And um, pastor said, why don't you build out here? They say, what? We can't build out. We can't. We're on orderly payment of debt. You know what that means? We can't get a loan. We can't get nothing. He said, grab a rock off the property. So you follow the man of God. Because he had a word from the Lord. It was like when Elisha, Elijah, was it Elijah or Elisha? Told the guy to throw the rock in, or the stick into the water and the axe head, the axe head um, floated. Same thing. I grabbed the rock. So we... Um, I took a rock off the property, cleaned it off, put a piece of tape on it. It said our new home, put it right in the middle of our table. That's where you usually do all your praying just before you eat, right? 
<laughs> bless his food. So we would pray and bless our food and slap that rock. Thank you, Lord, for our new home. Thank you, Lord, for our new home. We just did that and sowed seed towards it. Well, we didn't even have seed. Surely it would have to go and have a yard sale to get money so that we could have money to eat. We had spaghetti so much, it was like, Lord, God. Meatless too, right? Because <laughs> it's stretched. But <clears throat> glory to God. So we, uh, uh, here we are watching this stone grow into a house. And, when it, and it didn't take long. Like six months, I think. And, and all of a sudden, some guy, we were in touch with this, this real estate guy. He said, I can get you into that. We can get you a house. Okay. So because you're being faithful and obedient in these little things, all of a sudden, all these doors start opening up. And I'm sitting there watching. I go in the mornings to our new property, and I'm just watching it getting built as they're cleaning out the chair, the trees, and all of this stuff. And it was just like, oh, God, why me? Why me? Then it's kind of like, why not you? Why not you? So I'm watching this house get built. And then we come to find out later on that behind my property is, is power lines. Nobody can build behind me. On the other side, if you're looking at the house on the, on the left-hand side, uh, there's woods. My nearest neighbor is about 200 feet away. I play drums. For the community. Real loud. Right? I make all the noise I want. Then we found out that somebody told me that right down in front of our street, in front of our house, there's a fault line. And the water on that side of the street needs the, the water purification system. Our water, all we need is a little um, um, the, the, the UV light. That's all we need. The people across had to get the, uh, the, the septic on, the, on, top of the, on top of their lawn. Not us. We got, the, we got the cheap one or inexpensive one, right? And it still works. And I mean, like all of these things, and we're watching all of this start to happen. And, and it's like, why? Faithful. Just being faithful. We used to have a... Um, <laughs> there, <laughs> there was a, a poster that we used to have, and it's buried somewhere in a, one of the rooms, and it had uh, um, all the covenant partners that signed it. They weren't faithful. That's all I got to say, because they're not here. <laughs> but you are. And realize that because of your faithfulness, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. Huh? Because there's times when you're dealing with the dailiness of daily. I, I don't know, like um, a few, oh, not, even, not even a month back, the, the attack was so ferocious. It was crazy. I never had it like that before. But, you know, when you get to a new level, you stand up a little higher. But then, see, God always makes sure that there are people around you that'll keep you from going too far. So you don't give up. You don't quit right? You, you don't back off on your faith. 
And, you know, because Pastor talked about last time he was up, how uh, when he was here, how he backed off on his faith. We backed off on our faith. All of us. As a church, we stopped having people come in. We stopped having conventions because we couldn't afford it. We started working, operating off of budgets. We don't, but we've never budgeted. Are you kidding? We just, <laughs> let's do it. Can do. Why? God's will, God's bill. Right? And then, you know, when we had unexpected bills come in, God, you got mail. It was great. Then all of a sudden we started, well, let's shift this over to here, shift this over to there, and, and try to rob Peter to pay Paul and all this other stuff. And it was just like, oh, my goodness. And we found ourselves in a hole. Huge. Then the roof started leaking at that one ten thorn. Then the walls were dripping, and the carpet was messed up. Blah, 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 blah. Why do you think everything was going crazy? Because we were out of faith. Right? But it's just as easy to get back into it. <laughs> Come on. I remember when we, when we first took over 110 Thorn, um, a whole pile of people that said, oh, yeah, we're, we're with you, Pastor. We are with you. And when we moved in, they split. There was a, that was our first church split. And we're thinking, okay, we've got a mortgage. And all of these people said, oh, yeah, we're going to support you. And we got your back. No, we saw their back as they left the door. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so, within five, see, but we were, we were in faith. Within five years, we paid a, a $500,000 mortgage. Well, just a little under five. Paid it off with a smaller amount of people. Come on. That's when we, back then, if, we, if I had known about a Me Too movement, I would have started one right there. Me Too. Pay off my mortgage. Yeah, Me Too. Praise the Lord. We still have posters over our, at our house, with our, pictures of our house with a sign on it that surely got from John Ann Vanzini's ministries paid in full. Haven't taken our faith back from it. Why not? They're like, come on. What do you got to lose? A mortgage. Ha ha. Yes. Yeah. Oh man, nothing. Nothing. Praise the Lord. And things just kept on growing from there. We went to, uh, <laughs> we went to the Philippines seven times. We didn't pay for any of the tickets. I handle the finances, I know. Tickets are paid for. Went to Ukraine five times. Salah! <laughs> See, the glory in, in, in uh, is Slava. Slava, Slava. The glory. Slava, Slava. But me, being who I am, Sala, Sala, see, Sala is pig fat. It's bacon. <laughs> right? And it's cured. And, and it's a deli, like they eat it over there. And, and so, <laughs> I'm preaching going, Sala, Sala. <laughs> it was great. We had so much fun over there. 
<laughs> we <laughs> we would hook up with uh, a lot of the uh, the praise and worship people in the nationals, especially um, in the in the Philippines, and just go to a park and just start playing. And all of us, within what not even an hour, a couple hundred people show up. And you preach them the gospel. I remember the one time we were doing that, and a motorcycle cop comes up, and he's on his motorcycle listening to us play, and wipes his because it's hot, and he goes into his motor, he goes into his tank on his motorcycle and opens it up and pulls out a flask. Right, this is a cop. Good man. I'm thinking, oh man, it's interesting. But we would. When we're in the Philippines, it, like in the, in the mornings, it would get up to like 90 degrees. And so by the, by the afternoon, it was just ridiculous. And we were walking, we had to walk across this bridge. And the sidewalk goes this way. And there was this lady that was going, sitting across this way. And she had a baby on her lap. So you had to step over her. Now, this bridge was polluted. The water was orange, purple, brown. Right? And this baby was probably uh, maybe two years old. And um, he was in underwear, regular, like, grown-up kids' underwear. He was passed out across her lap. And um, she had this bottle, and it was like one of those green wine bottles that, that were, you know, and she was, like, that thing was half full. And she was drinking the water out of that out of that sewer, right? Because they're begging for money. Like, you, and you, like everybody you saw, you wanted to help them. And so we, we smuggled into the country. Uh, we, we took two suitcases. One suitcase had a, um, our clothes in it. The other one had uh, medical supplies and dental supplies and stuff. And we smuggled that in. And there's a sign when you get to the airport at the Philippines. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it says death to traffickers, right? We're trafficking. And so we had this great big, this is God. We, there was a, a great big trailer and it had all of our luggage on it. And I mean, it was huge. And so um, we're praying because they've got armed guards <laughs> with big, big guns. And they said death, death to traffickers. We're, we're bringing in stuff to, 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 to help people, right? And so we started praying, and somebody comes up and says, follow me. Okay. And we just went right through customs with all of our stuff. And so we held um, uh, medical clinics, and we were praying for people for, uh, Joey, what, for hours, eh? Man, they would just line up. It was wild. We had, a, uh, we had one of those um, Indiana Jones adventures where we climbed Mount, there was a bunch of us, we climbed, climbed Mount Pinatubo. We had one of those um, big, it looked like a water buffalo, but they call it a carabao that was loaded with um, medicine and grain, uh, rice in bags. And we took them up to these people whose uh, Mount Pinatubo blew and, and it destroyed their village. They were staying at the, and they were all in the top of a third story church. And all that was left was like about this much of the church. The rest of it is all buried under Lahar. So we had to cross a river that has this Lahar, which is the lava stone, in it. 
and we're up to here. And the, the, the stones are, because the stones are big. And we're crossing the river. We're, thinking, we're looking at each other, man, this is great. We get to the other side of the river, and you saw this man and his son, they're doing their laundry in loincloths and, and just on a rock. I was like, what? Then we get into the village, and there's somebody there with a cell phone. It's like, huh? How does that work? So we started playing. And Pastor Carlo was there, him and I, and um, he, they had a guitar for him to play that was an um, acoustic guitar powered by a car battery, right? And the strings were so rusted. I've never seen rusted strings like that in my life. And I'm playing on a set of drums that were made out of plastic oil cans, and they cut off sticks. I still have the sticks in my, in my stick collection at home. And here we are. Playing to these people, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, I will heal their land. And we prayed for that whole village. It was amazing. Then we get to the very last. So we're passing out the, the rice in these bags, and the one bag fell on the ground, split which broke our heart because it was the last bag. And the guy was on his hands and knees picking up each grain. It was like, oh, my. Oh, my. Stuff like that. Mm. Stuff like that will change your life. Because there's people there, there's people here that are hurting just as bad. And we have an opportunity to be a blessing to them. I mean, how cool is that? I went to this, we went to this one village and we're, and, and, uh, we're, we're um, and went and preached. And I said, anybody need prayer? And uh, nobody moved. Then there was this one girl and she was probably, well, <laughs> they're all that high, right? <laughs> Filipinos, they're all short. Anyways, I started praying for her. And when you don't know how to pray, you pray in the Holy Ghost. So as I started to pray, my hands kept on going in and in. I thought, I'm going to crush her head. But when I took my hands away, it was like a suction sound like that. And I found out that she was deaf, and God opened her ears. Now, the cool thing was that the village chief, this was her daughter. And when he saw that her ears were open and she could hear, then he had everybody come up for prayer. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God. Glory to God. But he wants to use all of us that way. I, it wasn't because I was anybody special. I was being faithful to where I was called to be. And when you're faithful and, and obedient, you, what, eat the good of the land? You wear the good of the land? You drive the good of the land? Pastor Shirley was given a car. Gratis. No payment. Glory to God. You know, and just little things like that, that would happen. And then, of course, there, there, you know, stuff happens as well. You know, most of you know what's going on. But it's like in the midst of all of that, supernatural peace happens. Right? And it was like, wow, I'd have to think real hard in order to get upset. It's wild. And then my daughter, Crystalline, she got a, <laughs> her and her husband, they're down in the Cayman Islands 
Glory to God. You should see their house. Oh, Jesus. We're huge in the, there's a huge in-law suite. We said, we'll see you in January, right? Because it's, well, it's, <laughs> they had a big hurricane last week, and, and it's hurricane season coming up. So it's like, we'll wait. But we will see you. <laughs> we will see you. And like their house, though, they, you know, that, that hurricane hit. They got, their house has, like, it's built for hurricanes, six-inch walls, metal roof, nothing. You know, they lost a couple of trees and a lot of debris flying around, but the house in, itself was intact. It was great. And, and so here they are living down in, <laughs> they're living down in paradise. And she says, Crystalline said, oh, yeah, I think we're only going to be there for a couple of years. I said, you need to slap yourself. I said, you're living down in paradise. And you're going to say, oh, I'm going to stay here for a couple of years? No, 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 no. We need you staying down there for a little bit longer than that. <laughs> uh, it's not about you. <laughs> it's like, what about me? What about me? What about me? Praise the Lord. <laughs> yep. And the grandkids, they found their first gecko. And then on their backyard, on the back deck, there's this great big iguana just sitting there. And of course, you know, the <laughs> kids, iguana, iguana. And they're pointing and having a blast. Come on. They got stuff to brag about with their friends when they come back here, right? For a visit. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, no, you're not losing your house. No, you're not losing your place. Wow. You guys pulled me right off of this. Meant to be. Meant to be. Yeah, just raise your expectation level. We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca. We look forward to you joining us next time as we continue to live victoriously.